Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 872. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is about Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni actually was yesterday, and so this is a makeup 10 for Pesach Sheni, which is really appropriate when we understand what Pesach Sheni is. The conversation about Pesach Sheni begins in a set of psukim, in Parshas Bahaloscha. It is year two, the second opportunity to bring the Karban Pesach. The Jews have now been free from Egypt and its tentacles for exactly one year. And God tells the Jewish people, hey, we're going to do this again. We're going to do this Karban Pesach. They should do it in its proper time and all of the same laws, and everything is going to be replicated from the year before says the Pasuk, But there was a group of people who were Tame. They had come into contact with a corpse. They were Tame in some way. And they were unable to bring it on that day. So again, it's the 14th day of Nisan in year 2. And on that day, when everybody else is busy bringing their Pesach, they come and they are unable to bring it. Why should we be left out? They don't want to be left out. Everybody else is having the uh, the joy, the inspired moment of bringing the Karman Pesach. They want to be involved as well. And so they ask Moshe, why can't we? Okay, so they, Moshe says, Imdu, stand here, and I will hear what God commands, meaning what God will respond. Wait here for just a moment. And so we read the response. God does indeed respond to their question. If a person is indeed Tame, they are impure and unable to be purified in time for the current Pesach. Or, and this here is added, or somebody was too distant to be able to to bring the carbon Pesach. They were, they were not uh, locally found in Jerusalem on that day. Okay, so therefore, they should make a Pesach. When should they do it? A month later, on the 14th day of Iyar and Yochluhu. And pretty much the laws follow where all of the laws of the carbon Pesach are the same. Most of the laws, I should say, are the same. But the trappings of the carbon Pesach, the surrounding elements of the holiday, are not. So you don't have a prohibition of chametz but you are supposed to eat it with matzah and marah. So there are elements of it that are the same as the first, there are elements that are different, but in any event, these people prayed for the ability, or they asked, they requested the ability for a makeup date. The truth is, that's not what they asked for. They asked for the ability to bring it on that day. Now, what was their question? Why would they think you could bring it on that day? They were tummy. So the Rishonim point out a few different explanations for what their request really was. The Sforno, for example, says, listen, what did we do wrong? Our Tumah was for a mitzvah. We became Tami for a mitzvah. What does that mean? So if you look at the Gemara in Sukkah, it describes what exactly, who were these people. So some understand, as the Ibn Ezra says, listen, people pass away, people die in a nation so large, you're going to have some people who are on the Chavar Gadisha, and just, you know, by dint of uh, the realities of, of life and death, there are going to be people who are Tami. So, you know, there's no story attached. The Gemara actually puts a face to these people, and says it's the people either who were uh, schlepping the bones of Yosef, and they were tummy from that, or it was the people who Mishol and El Tzafon, who were as cousins of Nadav and Aviu, went in on the eighth day of Nisan to become uh, to take them out of 
their the the Mishkan where they had died, and they became Tame in doing so. Now there are problems with both of these theories. The um, those who carried the bones of Yosef, the camp hadn't moved in about ten months. So what, what exactly were they waiting for? Um, they could have become Tame already. And as well, uh, the people who brought the uh, another than a view out, they probably could have become Tahar that day, and it could have been the carbon Pesach that night. But it really doesn't matter so much who it was. Uh, it really matters the fact that they were told no. You can't bring it on that day. You're going to bring it in a month from now. They asked to bring it by Yom HaHu, but no, the answer was, you cannot. And so the the question that they had, Lama Nigara, the Cheskuni says, why can't we do it? Last year, we did it. Last year we were all Tameh. None of us had become um, had become purified before we brought the Karman Pesach. So this must be malleable. We know that there's a law in regard to Tumah that when a whole group of people are Tameh, there's a principle of... Uh, like if everybody is Tameh, we actually forget about the laws of Tumah. So there is some flexibility over here, right? The Abarbanel says that their question was, like, we did a good thing, if you understand that these are the people who did a mitzvah, but in any event, being involved with Halvayas Hames and being involved in uh, helping with assisting the dead is the great Chesed Shalom as it's a mitzvah. You know, how could it be that we're going to lose out on this incredible symbol? The Karban Pesach, remember, was this incredible symbol which represented the beginning of faith, the first mitzvah that the Jews were given as a people. Very, very important stuff. And so um, we have to look at exactly what this, what the meaning of this Pesach Sheni is. For example, when the Torah says, O B'derech God says that there's another scenario in which you might need to make up for the current Pesach that you missed. So Rashi understands B'derech doesn't mean so far, based on the Gemara, and a little dot on the letter it means, just a person who's outside incapable of bringing the current Pesach. But the Chezkuni, the Chezkuni says something beautiful. He says, what does B'derech mean? B'derech is referring to the person. The person doesn't necessarily have to be at a far distance, but rather, he says, If the person is distant, as Rabbi Eliyahu Monk explains the Chezkuni, he says he could be far from spirituality, he could be far from having a sense of meaning in the carbon Pesach. Such a person can also make up for the carbon Pesach that they missed. Whether or not they're distant in practice, they're distant historically, and they don't necessarily feel a connection anymore to the value and the importance of the historical imperative of, of the carbon Pesach. In any event, they can make it up. It's interesting, halachically, not only these two scenarios, but anybody who does not bring the carbon Pesach, and this last idea includes such a person, a person who didn't want to on any particular year, can also make up the carbon Pesach on Pesach Sheni. This shows us the importance of the Karban Pesach, but it also shows us something else. The Pritzadik, Ripsadik, talks about the idea of them being asked via Amod. Moshe says to the people, you should stand here, imdu stand here and wait and see what it is that God will respond to your request. So Ripsadik understands that this Lashon Amida, the language of standing, is as we find it in many other contexts. Ein Amida Ela Tfila. Amida is davening. And so he says as follows. <clears throat> Here's what you should do. Hainu Hispalulu Hashem Isbarach. 
He tells these people who are so desperate to observe this mitzvah, even though they may have had a good excuse, even though there may have been a legitimate reason for them to avoid it, they should pray for the opportunity They should pray from the depths of their heart. Based on your crying out, based on your call, God will communicate with me with a response for what you can do. The same way you were able to receive the Torah because of your incredible desire. And therefore, he explains, their prayer, their desire, their earnestness brought them the opportunity of this do-over mitzvah. And he says, that's Meramez, it's a signal, even a person who is extremely distant, such a person can pray to return, can pray for that assistance, and we find this idea again and again. We can help ourselves in attempting to create new opportunities for us. The Lubavitcher Rebbe in Likute Sichos explains beautifully, he says, what is the goal, the idea, for a person who is a Pesach Sheni, if they already brought uh, the current Pesach the first time. Meaning, why should we even note the date if we did Pesach right? And he explains, he says, you know, when we talk about Tumah and Tahara, purity and impurity, there are a whole variety of levels. And there's always the ability to become more and more pure. And when we look back on Pesach Sheni and our Pesach Rishon, hopefully what the holiday of Pesach did for us, to us, is it elevated us from where we even were back then. And so we should look at ourselves on Pesach Sheni as if we could have done better. We can always be better. And that's the notion of Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni is the continual climb that we attempt to achieve. Every single time we look at ourselves, we should always be looking at ourselves as greater than we were before. And what we do now will have that much more impact and that much more importance than what we did in the past. We should always see ourselves as climbing always see ourselves as having a second chance to do things even better. Have a great day.